Hi, I'm Mark Chavez. I'm one of the hosts of Let's Make a, a comedy docuseries podcast about the creative process. Each season, my co-hosts, Ryan Beal, Maddie Kelly, and I, take on an artistic challenge and you follow our journey. In Let's Make a Sci-Fi, we wrote a science fiction TV pilot. In Let's Make a Rom-Com, we wrote a romantic comedy film. And on our latest season, Let's Make a Horror, we produced a horror short film. And when we run into trouble, we interview Hollywood experts. People who have worked on big things like The Blair Witch Project, The Office, Star Wars, Mamma Mia, and more. All three seasons of Let's Make a are available now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. You can imagine the pressure Jeremy Dutcher was under. His first album, which he just recorded as a gift to his indigenous community, takes off. It wins awards. It's named the best Canadian album of the year. He finds himself touring the world and doing duets with Yo-Yo Ma. And then people, like me, are asking him, okay, so what's next? After five years, Jeremy is here with his follow-up record. He'll tell you about the decision to sing about his own life on this album. Jeremy Dutcher, coming up. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Okay, so we're going to talk today about one of the most hotly anticipated follow-up albums this year. So it only feels appropriate to catch you up by playing a little of the first record. Take a listen to this. That is Mejinud off of Jeremy Dutcher's debut album, Wallace Duig Lintawaganua. So if you don't know the story, um, here it is. Jeremy unearthed these traditional songs preserved on a wax cylinder from the 1900s. They're sung in his endangered language of Wallace And he took those recordings and wrote new music around it. Or as Jeremy might say, he collaborated with his ancestors. And it was a really big deal. It took this classical singer and piano player from New Brunswick and made him into a national story. Jeremy wins the prestigious Polaris Music Prize, which is the best Canadian album based only on artistic merit. He wins a Juno Award. His speech at the Junos makes national headlines. And the whole thing becomes really important because the album was as much of an artistic statement as it was an action of indigenous language revitalization. So for the last five years, people have been watching Jeremy to see what he'll do next. I mean, people like me have been even coming up to him, like, you know, backstage at events and going like, hey, you know what? How's it all going? Any, any new music from you? One might even say pestering him a little bit about it. Well, the time has finally come for his long-awaited second album. Jeremy Dutcher's new album is called Model Wurnug, and he came into the studio to talk all about it, to talk about the pressure he felt to follow up his first album, his decision to sing in English on this record. Here's my conversation with Jeremy Dutcher. This is a um, this is a beautiful album. We were just talking about it before we turned the microphones on. When the last record came out, I remember you and I were in here. I mean, we were excited about it, and you were excited about it. You didn't strike me as someone who had any idea that it was going to get as big as it it did. You can't plan for these things, you know. You have to meet it as it comes. And um, with the first record with Wallastawiglintuaganwa. I created it for such a specific reason and for a specific purpose and for my community, you know. So all of the all of the attention and all the the, the eyes and ears that came around that work, it's it was welcome, of course, you know, um, but never the intention. <laughs> Oh, 
It was about, I guess, readjusting the metric and thinking like, okay, well, not that people are listening, you know, even the ones that don't necessarily have a pathway into the language or have an understanding of what you're singing about, they're still keen to hear. So what's that about? Hold on, let me, let me make sure I understand what you're saying here. So that like, so the, the last record um, was in some ways like just a gift to your community, like a gift to, to your people. Yeah. And then um, people outside of your community um, both indigenous and non-indigenous caught on to the record and the record kind of kind of blows up and all of a sudden you have so many different ears on on you than than you were expecting and you're thinking to yourself okay what am I going to do now yeah I guess sitting in that question and just being like okay now what and then also you know it's as broad as thinking about your audience but it's also as like as small as thinking about like your home and like your parents and how my mother as an indigenous person would listen, and specifically a Wulustawig, would listen to this record with, with an understanding and, and experiencing, you know, every note of that in a different way than somebody like my father who like, love him, God bless him. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, oh, I put it on when I work. It's nice background music. You know, he listens to it totally differently. Because he doesn't speak the language. Exactly. Right. right? And so this is, this is like, um, and, and yet wanting realizing that you know i want to speak to the stephen dutchers too you know as much as my first album was a creation for community and 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 trust and believe there's still engagement of of language and culture on this it's it's not like i'm turning away from this But it is just a, it's an expansion of, of that dialogue and that conversation and who I'm speaking to and, and, and the stories I'm trying to tell. What, what considerations do you have to take when you, when you place your lens that way? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much time you got? Hey, God, how much listen, listen, listen. Like, yeah, I mean, just to scratch the surface of it, I mean, from a pure sonic level, thinking about singing in a different language, you just, you sing different. You know, you move your mouth different. You mean the, the fact that you're singing in English on sure. this record? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, I think, and that's kind of what I'm getting at in terms of speaking directly to, to an audience. That, oh, okay. That maybe you didn't intend is, is making that turn to English and, and you know, kind of thinking about the poetry that inspires you and um, trying to bring that forward and put sounds around that. Take my head, walk with me into new. challenge is an interesting challenge and to uh, in comparison to the first record because because i was working with all those ancestor songs all those cylinder recordings yeah i in a way those melodies felt like i, I had to stay f- faithful or or stay stay close enough to them that it that it meant something so i wasn't just coming and reinterpreting them how i saw fit i was really trying to honor the fidelity of those original recordings now with this one because i didn't have those as source material you had more of a blank slate total i mean like it's like freedom both melodically and how you're going to sing in which voice you're going to use it felt complete freedom is there is there pressure there because the thing that you're smiling at me but is there because diamonds are made baby the, diamonds are made <laughs> because <laughs> 
because the thing that you got all the acclaim for and, and all the attention for is um, – is is this one thing and derived from this one thing, mm-hmm. and now all all eyes are on you, and you're saying, okay, I, I gotta I gotta come at this now from a blanker. One, one blanker would think you would just replicate the success from before. Yeah, find more. But listen, that would have been the smart idea. <laughs> you no, know, find find more recordings, and you know. Well, well, that was the thing. I didn't even have to do the work. Like based on that first bout of research that I did. You know, there were over a hundred songs that were collected. So I used it on the first record, I used 11. You know, I could have made four more archive records. For me, the, the, the statement had been said, you know, the thing had been done. And uh, I wanted to move on to other stories and, and kind of a little paradoxically, this, this is a much more personal excavation, I think, than even something that's created in my, you know, in my people's language, former people. And, and yet this is kind of looking inward on that experience. And, and, and part of that experience is in English. As I, as I live and breathe, as I sit here and talk to you, we can't do it in Wulustigwe, although maybe someday we could. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd like to do it. What, maybe yeah okay maybe someday um you the, the this album started with a poem i'm told yeah what what poem yeah yeah i guess it did start you you really do your digging don't you i guess it did start with a poem yeah there were these poems that i found in this collection of works that were looking at the intersection of queerness and of indigenous identity so that you know that two-spirit place that intersection and all of these poems were looking at this particular it's actually a eulogy to this particular two-spirit person that was murdered in the 90s and this Cherokee poet kind of puts these words around the difficulty of that experience oh there's this beautiful quote the place that two discriminations meet is a dangerous place to live the place that two discriminations meet is a dangerous yeah. place to live wow and uh, th- i mean that sat on my heart for for a while and i thought oh you know i i want to help to tell this story because and i guess it was because i wasn't necessarily because i knew i wanted to engage english in some way and speak to audience and tell our stories in a more direct way but I didn't necessarily have the confidence of like uh, writing my own stuff in English. Um, so this was kind of, you know, there's a couple ways to enter the water. You can jump all the way in. Yeah. You can dip a toe. This was my dip in a toe. You know, so I engaged somebody else's words and put some music around those words and put my melodies around those words um, to try to come to my interpretation of what all that meant. And really he's talking about resilience and beauty. In, in that in that works. Do you have any of that poem with you right now? Of course. I don't leave home without it. Let me hear it a little bit. Well, I gotta get my glasses. Hold on. Oh my god. <sighs> I don't even know if I have them. Do you think, do you want me to get your coat? Um, Are they in your coat? They're totally in my coat. I'll get your coat. One second. You're gonna get my coat? Yeah, get coat. Oh, listen, this is great. The CBC. This is the East Coast uh, coming out. I love that you're wearing your glasses. By the way, that's your East Coast coming out. I mean, too. one must listen with this print and these eyes. There's no option. Oh, I like how you wear them low like that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right down there, you know, like um, 
Like the bass players with the low bass. Yeah, like okay. the, you're the Chris Novoselic of reading glasses. Bless you for that. I okay, there's three. There's three poems. Which one would you like to read? Um, let me let me decide. Uh, not that one. Oh, that's a little dark. That one. Okay, let me try this one. Together we emerge. Okay. From the heavy debris of loss, we emerge. Together we emerge with giveaways of yellow and white corn to anoint the tip of your tongue. Feast on memories of your first laughter and sing an honor song to the slowed heartbeat of your first and final breath. We emerge. Together we emerge. Voices strained and wearied from wailing. Together we emerge. In beauty, you will be our song. From the heavy debris of loss, we emerge together. We emerge. How close to your mind now, even? I mean, how much I'm not a poet or a, an orator. You sound great reading it. Stop that. You don't need to do that. I'm a musician, Tom. Let's leave it at that. You sound, sound uh, great. <laughs> what goes to your mind when you read that? Um, I mean, at that, that final line, you will be our song, kind of sits with me. And I think about, I go to that track on the record and I listen. Well, I can't help in my head hear the choir. Kind of for me, the, the emotional climax of this whole experience, like like we were talking about earlier, this is a record, it's an you know, album, meant yeah. meant to be an album, meant to be experienced in its uh, totality. And for me, that emerge song, it's getting at the kind of spirit of the work, and and thinking about collectivity and the importance of each other. I think about the ways in my life in which you know when I've fallen or um, not been able to reach all the, the things I thought I was going to do or the plans that I thought I had. You know, it's always been community that's been there to to, to step right beside you and, and say, well, we got you. We're here with you. And and so, yeah, the, the, the collectivity of that message in the hard, the hardest place. And this record is kind of engaging that, like um, the sorrow of that experience, but also the resilience, the beauty of that resilience. And kind of how those sit upright beside each other. Um, I want to play the first track off the record um, because this is sort of the introduction to the record, and and it really is shows the payoff of all the work you've been doing. Just take a listen to this. Skijin Uiguk. Is there an uh? Skijin Uiguk? Uh, Skijin Uiguk. So maybe not. No. I, I, I was listening to it and I was, I was hearing the words pronounced because I, I was practicing before you came in. Come on. You know, I got you. Ski, uh, and I was saying Skijin Uiguk. Yeah, but, it's pretty good. But I didn't know if it was Skijin Uiguk. 
whether there's that, a, uh, that one sounds better for me. Skiji Nuiguk. Yeah, that's that's nice and it just flows off the tongue. Eh? Skiji Nuiguk. It is. Oh my gosh! If I could hear you say that a million times, because <laughs> you know what you're saying, by the way. What am I saying? You're saying Indian land, really, over and over again. Um, yeah, which I just love. T- tell I me about love. that song. This song, well, it's in a way why I guess I started out with it, even though it wasn't the first song that I wrote. I kind of started with it because it was connected to that first album. When I was sitting and doing that research that led to the first album, um, this anthropologist, when he was going around and collecting these songs, he didn't just focus on the songs. Like he was going and, you know, um, hearing our stories and transcribing them and, uh, you know, taking sacred objects and back to the museum and stuff. So there was a lot of, uh, things in the museum outside of just the song archive. So the lyrics for this first song, Skijin Uigo, come from that archival space. And it's the most like beautiful statement of sovereignty. And when I realized how long ago it had been since those words had been uttered and how we're still kind of saying that today, that it was like this beautiful continuum. So the the quote was, as long as there's a child among my people, we will protect the land. Always and forever. Indian land. So I was like, whoa, okay. Like, I didn't, it just felt, I was like, that's a lyric for sure. I want to, I want to, I want to tell that story. And, and, and in the same way with the first record that we brought those archival voices forward and tried to let them speak. Um, I wanted to do that with this text too. And so, finding poetry and, and gathering English ones, but also, you know, um, kind of prayers from the language and stuff and ancestor quotes. And it kind of came from all over. Who is the voice we hear, hear in you in collaboration with on that? Track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's Charles Laporte, who's um, from Tobik First Nation, which is my mother's community. And um, it is a, a, just an audio archive. Like our stories had been collected at a couple different points throughout history this one is actually one of the most recent ones so it's from the 60s but it's all in language and he's actually telling the story about Madawulenuog, which is the is the title of the record and it's talking about those those magical people those spirit people <laughs> And um, I just love that it's still, you know, it's still, we have that concept and these ideas that are still resonant within our communities, that are still within our stories, that are still within our language, you know. The conversations you're having now in, in interviews and in performance and all that stuff. And with your with your own community, these are not these are not new stories. These are these are the same stories that you're listening to someone speak 50, 60 years yeah, before. Right. You know, and you just you join that conversation and understand that like you're laying something down so that that others are going to join your conversation too. Um, I want to listen to a song off the new record that is that aforementioned departure from the format we've been talking to uh, talking about up to this point. This is um, ancestors to you. Faces I see. They look like sheep hmm. I need to live so I can breathe Tears of language I speak well Better than my own Lord This band Without her. These musicians oh, Where do they go? 
They're good. <laughs> I love how you're listening to your own record and going, oh, this it kind of, I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not blowing my own mind. It's these people I get to play with. Um, incredible musicians. A whole new band on this record. So it's uh, really, um, uh, be the worst in the room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Believe me, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. It's story of my life. Yeah. Um, but it's great. I mean, this is how we grow. This is how we're called to the, called to the front is because uh, we are always learning from those around us speaking of learning from those around us yeah. tell me what inspired that song oh geez um yeah ancestors too young i mean it's not what it seems like i think that title even has such a different context right now given what we've you know gone through in the last couple of years and all the things that have like come to light um it was also talking about experiences that I had had about going up north and seeing the suicidality crisis has like a ripple effect in a community that's so tight knit. You and you had traveled up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd it's you go? actually part of my old job. Like uh, before I was doing music, I got to go uh, to some Anishinaabe communities in northern Ontario. Right. And um, yeah, just hearing stories from these families and understanding that like. Um. This doesn't happen in a vacuum. And it's actually like a, it's kind of coast to coast to coast, Yeah, you know? And then when you add on that intersection, like talking about the fact that our, 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 our LGBT, that brothers and sisters and kin are also experiencing high rates uh, within that, when we talk about suicidality, I think those intersections uh, have rarely been explored, but I think it's important to, uh, contend with that right and and so the lyrics are just coming from that experience of of, of hearing the grief story and and trying to and, uh, understanding that you'll never until you're inside of it you'll never be inside of it but trying to hold trying to be part of that community that holds somebody's grief you know is a sacred act and there's a trumpet solo at the end of that song that's pretty like uh pretty wild like unhinged i remember like being in the studio and asking the trumpeter kind of explaining this story of going up and, and hearing those moms talk about their grief after after having yeah. lost, lost children yeah yeah exactly and saying do you think you could just play that just play grief and lena who's the trumpeter I think just took her one take. It just went in and just wailed it out, yeah. you know. And it's like it is really like a, it's like a, a way of playing that instrument like I've never heard before. But it's yeah, you try to tell these hard stories, you know. And it's um, yeah, you hope that you can hold it in a way that is gonna represent something and mean something to the people that have that have lost. Why did you sing that one in English? 
it's kind of just how it came out that experience for me it was an it was an english experience um and i guess the people who i've processed my grief with in my own life have been that's often been in english spaces in english circles yeah um i don't know yeah that went funny enough i do i actually have it all written out in language too and i you know i, I do have both I, I don't know that i've sung both i've only sung the english one before um but it is kind of cool to to have this exercise of maintaining even if you're going to sing in english like maintaining the, making sure that there's a yeah 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 because yeah. i think it's yeah, the spirit of the work that I wanted to do is always looking at language and, and revitalization yeah. and the importance of, you know, keeping strong. We'll be right back. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Y'all have that story of resiliency. Mm. You know, I focus on language and I think a lot about the revitalization of, of, of Willistic White language and the fact that we're going we're gonna to make it really strong for the next couple of generations. But we all have that thing we want to keep alive. Yeah. Down by the river she went Into the water she Tom Power, you're in the middle of my conversation with Jeremy Dutcher. His long-awaited sophomore album has just come out. It's called Model Wulnug. Jeremy, if you don't know, won the Polaris Music Prize for Best Canadian Album. His first time out, that album was called Wallistawig Lintawaganua. And he saw it as a gift to his community and an intentional effort to sing in his endangered Wallistigwe language. So there was a lot of attention on this next record. And Jeremy started to ask himself, like, what am I giving of myself in my music? How much of myself am I showing in, in my music? So in this next bit, Jeremy talks a little bit about how personal this record is, including this song you're listening to right now, and how emotional it felt to write some of these songs. Here's more of my conversation with Jeremy Dutcher. There's a song called The Land That Held Them, and um, it's really getting into some, some storytelling and trying to look at you know some some hard histories that we've had and and um the producer came over the the speaker and said what if you just read it what if you sang it like you were reading the the newspaper like just like it was the most casual thing so not put a whole bunch of emotion yeah. and heart into yeah. it yeah yeah and um that was the take we used and what? i remember exactly finishing that take and just losing it just I had to leave the studio and just like take him in in the in the alley and just kind of cry it out, you know, just because it was like because the at the end of it that the kind of non feeling, the non emotive, the the casualness from which I sang it at the end of the day was reflected by the fact that 
these stories are can sometimes be handled with such the facts of it yeah when they hit the headlines yeah you know and we forget that they're people and they have families yeah i i find that really interesting that you know you were putting these incredibly you know um hard stories and you were putting themselves putting yourself into them to make sure that the 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 emotion matched the severity of what had happened and the yeah. drama of what had happened and then when the producer says read it like a newspaper you have this realization that like oh this is how it's actually told right. you know someone someone dead in in northern manitoba is an is an article is a headline written in a paper right. and that is the thing that actually makes you more emotional that's right. is singing it that dispassionately actually made you more emotional that's right it's like the, the for me actually and uh, what what it was a huge song inspiration for that song particularly was a song called mississippi goddamn by nina Simone. this is the, this is the land that held them yeah cool can we play yeah. a little bit of that sure. down by the river she went into the water she Just one story among the rest, and, and you're singing it that dispassionately, and there's the there's the power behind it. Yeah. So you're inspired by Nina Simone's um, Mississippi Goddamn. I can't. I can't recording. Yeah, yeah, you know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah. do. Alabama's got me so upset. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest, and everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. But what about Winnipeg Goddamn? What about Saskatchewan, goddamn? You know, for me, those stories deserve to be told in a way that that laid them bare, too. And yeah, that was my little attempt at that. Um, we we talked about some of the real life issues um, in in this country and around the world that you're addressing in this record. But I was, and you said at the beginning, this is also an album of self reflection for me, Tom. Yeah. What what does that mean? Be- because I think this is this is a record of self-reflection in in so much as I, I only did it once before, Tom. I really only have the other one to reflect yeah, on, you know? Yeah. So basically, it was a weaving together of all of these parts of me. With the first one, I wanted to do it in Molistoguaya first because that's that was the that was who I was directing it towards. Um but that doesn't necessarily reflect my everyday life, you know. I don't just speak ballistic way. Right we're, we're here. Do- Look at me go. Yeah, yeah I'm doing okay. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? It's it's like it it wasn't. It was a it was a part of me, but it wasn't a, the, a, a complete picture of me. Mm. This one, I feel like I've put my literal tears and sweat and blood into, and so yeah, in a way. It's trying to reach out because I'm in English and speaking to more people, but also in 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 that same way, it is like this internal introspection of of excavating kind of this hurts and this hurts and what about this? Oh, that's a nice part. I like that part. Let me show you this. You know, it's like all of it. It's all it's it's all there. So just kind of trying to excavate what exists. Well, it's really a resource developmenty kind of. No, metaphor. I love it. I love. I yeah. love what you've been saying here. I love. Okay, it. I know but just what you mean. It's yeah. kind of turning oneself inside out a little bit, and 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 
hopefully that can, because we all have that story of resiliency, mm. you know, mm-hmm. all of us in our own lives. And we all have something, you know, I focus on language and I think a lot about, you know, <clears throat> the revitalization of, of, of Wallistigway language and the fact that we're going to, we're going to make it really strong for the next couple of generations. But we all have that thing we want to keep alive yeah. and we hold sacred and that we want to protect. Yeah. And I think if we can, if we can tap into that for everyone, we're going to, we're going to create a movement i think of people that are that are putting their passion at the at the forefront well now i understand even more so that this record is is born out of a lot yeah it's born out of a lot and um i i feel um was this weird to say i feel a bit closer to you haven't haven't listened to it yeah yeah well thanks man i i i really do hope that's the that's the that's the ticket and that a lot of people go away with that same sense of uh knowing me and maybe asking questions about yeah. themselves yeah. more and thinking about, you know, their communities, who mm-hmm. surrounds them, mm-hmm. you know, cause this, in this time we need each other. Mm-hmm. That's so important right yeah. now. So. That's, that's, that's the other thing I was thinking about when I was listening to this record yeah. is, is it's a, it's a, it's a courageous record about how we actually all need one another. Yeah. So the voices are all there. This choir that we built for this record is such like an essential part of it. And so we hear them all throughout this piece and it, it is that reminder of like no we got each other don't worry it's jeremy okay. um I, I you know how much you know how i feel about you well listen you know <laughs> yeah, you know how mutual it is so listen, the cameras are right here, Tom. don't be starting rumors <laughs> thanks for coming in it's a pleasure always when it could come yeah. in again sometime soon i'll see you then okay bye tried to make it clear uh, in, in the conversation, but it's, it bears repeating. In addition to all like the themes that we talked about in when it comes to this, this new record and sort of like the, the, all the stuff behind this new record, it's just a great record of music too. It's, just, it's a great record of songs from beginning to end. Uh, that's a song called Take My Hand from Jeremy Dutcher's brand new album, Madel Wulnuug, which is out now. Jeremy starts his Cross Canada tour this Thursday. That is it for the show today. The other episode we put up today um, is, is my conversation. We've been trying to get, we've been trying to get Bob Odenkirk on the show forever, because I, and I'm sure you do too. If you've seen anything, he's so good in everything. He was great in in, in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul. I remember my brother bringing home the, this bootleg of like Mr. Show, the show he did with David Cross, back to the house. And it was, just, it was so subversive and weird and cool. Anyway, and then 
He wrote for Conan. He wrote the Matt Foley sketch, like the van down by the river for Saturday Night Live. He's, he's incredible. We've been trying to get him on the show forever. He's here because he has, I love this, he has a new book out with his daughter, Erin Odenkirk, of some of the poems Bob, Aaron, and and Aaron's brother wrote together as kids. And Bob reads a lot of the poems in the interview. So go check that out wherever you got this podcast. We'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.